0: You're listening to the Thinking Hardly Podcast. Hello. (laughs) How are you? Doing good. How are you? I'm good. Thanks for taking time out of your work day to walk me through this, to talk me down.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I mean, this, I feel like I'm the one working myself up on this one.
0: Well, I'm not so sure. Maybe. I don't know. Gina's super excited. I mean, she's like, we got the whole, we got the whole schedule for tomorrow. We're going to watch. (laughs) Jesus. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. She's, you know, this, she wants to see Trump in the rearview mirror. I can't blame her on that count. So that's fine. She gets some pleasure out of it. That's good. Right. Yeah. So I was – I think we were both looking at this. I just pulled up this thing from the AP from a couple of days ago. Okay, and the headline is FBI vetting guard troops in D.C. amid fears of insider attack. And uh, the first paragraph goes something like U.S. defense officials say they're worried about an insider attack or other threat from service members involved in securing President-elect Joe Biden's inauguration prompting the FBI to vet all of the 25,000 National Guard troops coming into Washington for the event. So, yeah, I think this is on both of our minds and you you sent me a message um, sort of on your thoughts and they didn't like I kind of came in at an angle. They were not like head on, but you know it wasn't exactly what I was thinking about and I thought maybe we could we could just talk about it a little and, and you know, get this get this out there before before tomorrow happens. Sure, yeah, yeah, so tell me what like give me your take on it,
1: uh well, I was kind of just chewing on it when we were talking about it, and I feel like I didn't expect there to be this much sort of large scale um talking about like the loyalties of the military uh yeah. i think and I think that is probably tempting fate a little more than anything i mean like up to and including the fact that military members were part of there were active military people that were part of the capital thing
0: yeah yeah so so my sort of my take on it i don't know it's probably i mean it's definitely less thoughtful than your take and maybe it's a little more you know sort of mainstream As a result of that, I mean, I was thinking like, holy crap, they're like, they're worried about this and I guess they have to worry about it. And that's like, how's the FBI going to actually vet 25,000 people in a couple of days, which I don't, you know, like it's got to be some sort of electronic, you know, scanning or whatever, but you had a different, you, you, I mean, your take on, and I, so I was thinking, well, okay, you know, maybe good idea, but I don't know how they're going to get it done. You had a more... Um sorry, I'm being bothered. the cat's trying to get in. Can we just hold for a second? Yeah no, go for <laughs> okay, it. stand by. hold on. hold on everybody. <laughs> a, oh boy.
1: <laughs> I heard her come in.
0: She, it's like a it she uses this as a passageway. She just wants out. hold on.
1: <laughs> oh, I see. are you recording in the the uh, second room down there?
0: Yeah. I'm in the, I'm in the guest bedroom and she was outside and it's freezing cold out there. So she wanted to come in. Okay. Hold on just a sec. Okay. And we're, we're back. All right. So I don't know where I was except saying, I was just saying, okay, well this is like, maybe this does make sense if, you know, if there's really a threat or if there's a chance of a threat, but you had a different, I mean, I think you, 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 I think your view was more like this could be, this could cause more problems than it's worth or there's, you know, unintended consequence. At least that's what I took from it.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think it's it's an example of the most obvious thing to do being more harmful than it might appear. Um, and I think the, the issue is that they're not being creative with how they're dealing with this problem.
0: Yeah, so uh, unpack, unpack both of those points. The first point that there's un, these unintended consequences.
1: Yeah, so I think this – to me, this felt like this is more than anything a mainstreaming of the debate over loyalty within the military, uh, which I think is a really bad thing. I think once you start calling that into question – like you know how we've talked about how a lot of these trust problems and a lot of these issues – are born from the fact that once you break that trust, you can't really get back to it.
0: It's difficult. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's not impossible, but it's, I mean, it's an expensive, yeah, that's, that's an expensive problem to try to solve. Better not to have to solve it.
1: And, and I think it's one of those problems where acknowledging that it's a problem is part of what makes it a problem.
0: Yeah, see, that's the like, interesting thing. I hadn't thought about this at all, but keep going. Well, yeah, so it's
1: it's like I think the whole thing with, with sort of how people look at work now and college and, I mean, the reason that those systems don't work is because I think we see them not working and we lose trust in them. And yeah. this is going to be the thing that, uh, and i don't know this but this seems like one of those inflection points that could be the thing that clues people in to the fact that the military could be you know this this influence position this this it could have its own power beyond being the you know the enforcement wing of like our our policy
0: yeah so there's there's the reality that it currently exists, whatever that is. And then somehow this is like a Heisenberg uncertainty principle. That somehow by looking at it, by observing it closely, by noting it, you sort of change, you sort of change where it is or what it is. Is that kind of, I mean, is that basically what you're saying?
1: Sort of. I just don't think it's all that exotic. I think it's, it's the military is a thing that works on discipline. And, Part of that is kind of based on what people believe and think is like the reality of things. So if everyone goes on the media and says, oh, by the way, hey, you guys. You guys have – like you guys could control everything if you wanted. You guys could be the ones that are in charge. And I'm not talking to the officers. I'm just talking to the random regular people. The grunts. Yeah. It's Mm. (laughs) – talking about it like this is what – Digit creates tower. that situation. Yeah, because
0: yeah, I don't think like.
1: most people, most military people, well, I think the, the the fact that we look at the military like this sort of institution, like in the ways that we looked at a lot of the things that we now say are, you know, very uh, dysfunctional, it, I don't know, It it just, it works on this understanding that you can't do you know like that that if you do go against the sort of what's okay you can be separated from that group and dealt with separately you know like it, it just in terms of of like categorically like okay we're not dealing with a big military problem here we're dealing with some people in the military that did a bad thing It's like the police thing. It's just that, you know, yeah, we're not all getting killed by American soldiers yet. So (laughs) that's that's, you know, it's less important for us to say that.
0: Do you think part of this is I got so many questions for you. Do you think part of this is um, this issue about making this? I mean, is this an example where the unthinkable becomes thinkable because you're talking about it?
1: Yeah. Yeah. Um, and it's not just even that it's like, well, no, it really, it's mostly that. Or you're
0: highlighting, you're you're highlighting how much power the military has. No,
1: I think it is. It's, it's more, it, it is more like you're speaking it into existence by just like worrying about it. I mean, I think this kind of ties in with a lot of the sort of satisfaction that a lot of people get from Trump is it's fun to see people who you know are, you know, sort of against you or like people who you see as sort of taking advantage of you. It's fun to see them looking scared about something, even if you're not thinking about what the actual consequences of that will be. Yeah,
0: yeah. I don't Do you, know. I'm so, getting
1: sidetracked really hard. No, dude, no, I but. don't think
0: so. I don't think so. I mean, I don't, I mean, this is okay. We're like, we're like, we're, comp, you know, we're just a couple of goofs, right? It's not like, it's not like there's some thesis here and we don't have any. I mean, there's no, I mean, I guess there's a hypothesis maybe, but it's, it's not, it's okay if you don't know. I mean, I just didn't even, I mean, my, my thought was like, man, this is like way too late to be doing something about this, you know, like two days and all this scramble. But you had us, and you said, yeah, yeah, but. And the, the butt part was, you know, you do, we can't, like, we're opening up this can of worms and we're not going to be able to put the, I don't mean to mix my metaphor, put the toothpaste back in the tube or something. <laughs> you know, we're sort of tipping uh, our hats to the fact that the military is the only thing that could, I mean, maybe not the only thing, but it's the last, I mean, it's sort of the last stand between the, the difference between, and you know, sort of insurrection and civil war, right? So if you have a bunch of people yeah. trying to, you know, trying to, you know, take down the government, it eventually, you know, it's not going to go. I mean, you could do a lot of damage, cause a lot of pain, but it's not going to go anywhere. You, you said this, it's not going to go anywhere unless there's some military behind it. You know, so if the military splits, then all of a sudden something like a civil war is much more plausible, I don't know if it's likely, but it's more it's definitely more plausible. So now, all of a sudden, this is this is precisely what we're talking about.
1: Yeah, I, I'm more thinking about it in terms of like like Roman Empire type situations. Um, yeah,
0: so I don't really understand that. So unpack that for your old man. Well, I think it's I
1: think it's it's more that if the military has a role. Well, let me, let me back up. So like the Roman military was a large part of, of deciding who would get power. Basically it's not about, I mean the military, because it was kind of accepted as like, they are part of the process of deciding who gets power. Now it's not about the military. The military is part of all these little, you know, sub factions and, and You know, generals now have political power, things like that, where basically the political process just grows to encompass those people. Hmm. And that means that it's now no longer a military. You have an armed forces group of all these different factions. Yeah. And they have direct access to political power through almost no abstraction so right. it it means that you can basically do a lot more sort of wedge deals between like one or two influential guys to decide the fate of the country or you know make influential decisions things like that it basically takes away democratic ways that you would normally or representative even ways that you would normally decide things and allows you to do influence peddling and and deals based on that
0: well, it See, takes away it takes away any kind of command above the military, right? It doesn't even have to be democratic or representative. It could be a king or anything else. I mean, right? Yeah, I mean, you know, I guess what it you depends have, what you have, because what there are. You have the,
1: No, sorry. You're right. You're right. I'm just, I I always do this.
0: It's irrelevant for the United States. But what you said reminded me of some of the, you know, the hardcore history stuff about Japan, what was happening then. You know, the emperor was sort of set aside and and there were these generals, various armed forces had different political, you know, thoughts. And they were just kind of like, they weren't unified.
1: Yeah. Well, I think, you know, making it a more, if the, if it's just an agreement between two people, it's by definition a lot more volatile than yeah. something that's like, we have all these rules set up to do this and it yeah. may not work right, but you know, it, there's a stability that is attractive about that. That's why we like it.
0: Yeah. So let me ask you another question. I was walking, we were you know doing our usual morning walk with the dogs and, and I was talking to Gina a little bit about what you said. I didn't quite understand it fully, but, and, um, you know, she said, "Well, what about like white supremacy in the in the military? You got to root that out, right? I mean, that doesn't that doesn't seem right." And it does, like that seems, like, yeah, you should you should root it out. But my my what I said back to her was, "Yeah, but maybe you don't try to do it like two days before, so, you know, some big event." In other words, maybe this should just be part and parcel of the process, and maybe it already is part and parcel of the process. You know, in other words, identifying you know bad characters and all that kind of stuff. Maybe that's just the normal part of. How the military um, runs. I mean, there's the question is, I guess, if you're trying to keep the military from being, you know, a political instrument, right, or or the military from turning into, you know, camps, political camps, does that does that you know does that take off the table this you know sort of filtering for people who are being radicalized or people who have you know what we would say is fundamentally, you know, you know, unacceptable points of view. You know, like like you know, bald faced racism, overt racism, for example. Well, I, mean, I think it's it's complicated. So first of all, I think could you do that without politicizing it? I guess that's what I am asking. I mean, I am getting what you are saying, right? The more you the more you sort of open the door to what did you call this structures of power or something, right?
1: I don't know what I, yeah, I don't know. But I, I I guess for
0: this. I think you were saying, you know, I think that what you said was there are these structures that get built and they're, they're, you know, they're being managed by people who have good intentions and then that's all fine. And then they leave and somebody comes out, somebody else comes in whose intentions might not be so good. And they have these structures, they have these knobs in place to turn it. So if you had like a standing, sweep through of you know people in the military to monitor for radicalization and by you know that by that you meant
1: are you there oh i lost you (laughs) crap
0: This podcast is currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. This podcast is currently experiencing technical difficulties. Please stand by. We now return you to our regularly scheduled podcast. i goosh. <laughs> we had a complete power outage. <laughs> I don't know where I was. I think I was, I think I was trying to make some, I think the point I was trying to make or the question I was trying to ask is, do you think you could avoid this problem of politicizing the military or shining a light on the power of the military or thinking something into reality by making whatever you do part of the ordinary process of the military? I mean, can the military look for radicalization without turning this, without politicizing the military? I think that was a question I was asking.
1: Yeah. And that, that's a good question. Um, I mean, I think that is basically they're supposed to do that, but they're, you know, partially to the point of, like I was saying, you know, Democrats are the ones who would worry about this thing because Republicans just assume that the military and police were on their side
0: are going to lean their way.
1: Yeah. It's kind of beneficial in this case. Cause you just never ask the question. Um, yeah. but I do think that does mean that like, it's not based on nothing that they say that. And I think the evidence of that is that that's, they're much better at rooting out left wing people in the military than they are at rooting out the right wing people. Um,
0: because and, you know, they're sympath- you mean because they're sympathetic to them, or just it's a natural sort of th- those folks stick out more.
1: There is probably a, a little bit of both. Um, I mean, part of the thing is that we're talking about the military, right? So just, know there is a there is a bigger tension there with left wing beliefs than right wing, probably, just because you tend to look at violence and and you know. Be like, are you sure that was worth it? If you're, you know.
0: Yeah. Rather than being
1: like, this is a valid way to get what you want.
0: There's some uh, yeah. There's also just how you frame things. I think that's right. I mean, in other words, people on the right t- I do think tend to frame things in terms of you know authority figures and you know father and the family and you know the, the, this one person wears the pants and the and the left tends to view things more as a group you know a social sort of thing. I know that's a that's a huge generalization, but if you're talking about a bias in how they would root things out, so what, what I mean, your your recommendation here would have been what?
1: I mean, I think the, the probably the better, the all they really had to do is just take the magazines out
0: of the guns. That's probably all they really had to do. <laughs> That's probably what enough. are they there for? They're just gonna like they're just gonna be a bunch of. They do that all the time, though. Protoplasm? Is that right? They do. Yeah, and in, in well, in like in intense political situation. Yeah, no.
1: yeah, like a lot of the. I mean, I think a lot of the National Guard troops in the summer didn't have magazines in their weapons. Uh, I know in in like L.A. riots, uh, there's been instances of them there with their guns, but no ammo like in them.
0: Uh, <laughs> we're all but I we're think living, I mean, we're living in like perception I, world. It's Bill. one
1: thing to to not have them in the guns. You could get them ammo. That's that's the thing. Yeah. If you yeah, really popped it. off, you could get them ammo.
0: I see I understand. I understand. This is an approach to have them on the ready but not be not be you know sort of instigating things like taking the temperature up.
1: And you don't have to it's an apolitical solution. Yeah. Where you're not Yeah, I see what you're, you're saying. You're not outright testing people's loyalty to one party or another. That's I think the thing that is setting That's off a, a bunch of conservatives and rightly so because Right. I mean, right. what would you think if if you know Republicans were doing that and just purging anyone who who yeah. you know didn't show sufficient support for their yeah, side? Yeah, that,
0: that's what I mean by a structure of power. Right? It sounds good until somebody somebody else is doing it in a, in a way that you view as nefarious or dangerous or whatever. It's hard to take those things away. I got it. I think I understand. I mean, I think I get your I think I get your point. I think I get your point. I might even buy your point. <laughs> okay. I mean, no, I mean, I guess part of it is there. I think there should, there need to be, there need obviously need, needs to be some kind of standards of people who you let into the military, right? So if they're completely loony, they shouldn't be in. And that's not a political statement, right? I mean, you got to have some of that. I can understand how you could, you know, somebody could use that for, for whatever purpose, but there's got to be some of that. It just doesn't, this doesn't seem the right time to be implementing things like that. I mean, at this point in the, our political you know, life of the country where, you know, we're just like hanging on by a thread. The executive, you know, branch is, you know, not, we can't quite trust that. The, the congressional branch, we can't quite, you know, trust that. And, you know, you're left with judicial branch, basically. And then I think, you know, in terms of, you know, like practical terms, you know, there is this question about, is the military going to, you know, follow the chain of command? And, or at least be, or at least be, you know, uh, on the hook to, to defend the constitution.
1: Well, so that's I think. I, so the, I can
0: understand why you wouldn't want to, you wouldn't want to, you know, open the door to, to, to turning them into a tool.
1: Yeah. I, I don't know. I think there's a couple things to this too, where we're talking about this in pretty reasonable circumstances probably, but a lot of people that are talking about this, they're not talking about, are they a white supremacist? Are they, you know, a conspiracy theorist? They're asking, do they support Trump or Biden? Yeah. Which yeah, is I get absolutely it. the wrong framing.
0: I completely, I completely, I don't know how much more to say that I agree with that. That has got to be, that is way past the, the uh, the line for sure no question about it
1: yeah it's, it's just it's one of those things where like you want to call out a lot of conservatives for being unrealistic and then it turns out that you know they, they're happy to be as unrealistic as they're being portrayed basically yeah
0: yeah any any you have any like handicapping on whether anything bad is going to happen tomorrow
1: Uh, I mean, there's, I mean, I I, I don't
0: mean, I mean, you're going to slip on a banana peel or something. No, no, I (laughs) I I was yeah,
1: I I think there will be demonstrations outside of the Capitol probably. Um, so there'll probably be some rowdiness. There'll probably be some, some violence. Um, it's not going to be, I would be very surprised to see anything serious, like really serious happen. Um, But that's mostly because I think, you know, they we did what we usually do. And the politicians freaked out and like completely. I mean, you know, did you see like the green zone they cordoned off in D.C.? Yeah. Yeah.
0: It's um, yeah, it's like a war zone or something.
1: Yeah. And that's this is like the thing that's just so. Yeah. Annoying and terrifying about all this is like no matter how stupid anyone on any political side is on this, like it seems like they've just decided that they're going to continue along with the same plan, basically. Anytime any sort of security threat happens, you just squeeze us harder. Yeah. And, you know.
0: Yeah, I mean, the most generous, I think, the most generous way of depicting it is there's an overreaction, right? And and the overreaction is worse than the, than the, whatever, you know, the precipitating event. And that's generous because it may be, you know, it may be more, it may be more intentional than an overreaction. It may be, okay, well, you know, let's not, let's not waste a crisis.
1: Yeah. That's the thing. I think if you're looking at it from the perspective of seeing sort of the continuity of how the government acts. That it's, that's one of the maddening things about just sort of the innocent until proven guilty sort of paradigm being applied to like political entities. Mm. Is that we're all we're grading these politicians and stuff, like they're all individuals. But if you were to take the government and judge it like we judge people who have a criminal record. You know, they probably would, <laughs> it wouldn't be the same standard. That's what I'm saying. Like yeah. this is a this is a pattern of behavior.
0: Yeah. No. I don't want to mess. Okay. Well, I know you gotta I know you gotta get back to work. I chewed up another one of your lunches. Yeah, that's all right. You're gonna you're not gonna you're gonna be starving by the time I'm done with you. You lose a lunch <laughs> every week or two weeks, something like that. All right. Okay. Well, you all good otherwise?
1: Yep. We're all good.
0: Okay. All right. Hang in there. All right. Thanks. I really, I really respect you. And thanks for like, you know, bouncing these ideas off with you know, off me I'm t- or letting me bounce my ideas off of you. I don't you know. I don't know what I'm saying. Thanks for, you know, talking me through this. Like I yeah, just didn't, it's... I just didn't look at it the way you looked at it and you know, that's great. It's great to have a son that I can learn from seriously. Yeah. Well, it's helpful.
1: I mean, it's helpful. Like for me, it's helpful too, because it's hard for me to like sort of make all this stuff not abstract until I say it or write it down.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's a mess for me, whether I'm thinking it or saying it or anything <laughs> else. I don't know. It starts to come together after I listen to the podcast. I'm glad we're recording this. Maybe that's how I'm learning things. I'm not learning them right now. I'm, I suspect I'm going to learn something later when I'm working out listening to us flap our gums. All right.
1: All right. I love you.
0: I love you, too. You take care. I'll, I'll talk to you soon. All right. I'll okay. talk to you soon. All right. Bye, buddy. All right. Bye.